0: Here come here come down side of all Ha! This is Lee Majors. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Worse, because I'm stuck doing these voiceover jobs. Best, because I'm paid like a king for doing it. Anyhow, I don't mind. Besides, this is a classic story. Kind of like Captain Hook, or something by Bart Shakespeare. Now let me get started. <coughs> Old Man Bane was dead, that was for damn sure. Now that we got that out of the way, let's see what his surviving partner Wilbenezer Stooge is up to over the company counting house. Robert Baron's Logs, Stardate Christmas. <laughs> it's actually Christmas Eve and I'm here in the luxurious 19th century Bane counting house, stacking up little coins into teetering towers of golden joy. You know, the part I love best about being a robber baron is counting money in front of my impoverished employees. Like poor old Ned Crapshit, who can barely afford his feed corn, let alone that chair I rent to him. <laughs> God bless me, everyone.
1: Shut up, Wilbenezer. I mean, please, Mr. Stooge, can I have the day off tomorrow? It's just once a year, sir. I'm here busting my ass for 12 hours on the other 360... Um... Four. Something like that. Every time I try to stamp out that many, I lose count.
2: (laughs) The
0: invisible ass of the marketplace. I love it. Hey, curses! Now I've lost count. Oh well, I guess I'll have to start over again. It'll be my pleasure. One doubloon, two doubloons, three precious doubloons. (laughs) You know, I may just have all eight pieces of eight here.
1: (laughs) Focus, Willard. You downer an old freak. I mean... Please, Mr. Stooge, it's very important that I have the whole day off tomorrow. It is Christmas, sir. Jesus, it's hard to talk this stupid.
0: I suppose you want to spend it with your family. <laughs> you know, Ned, I never approved of families, except for those six or seven times I ran for president. And it's only fair that I should tell you about the new family surcharge that the Human Resources Department just implemented, on my recommendation, of course. Hehehe. <laughs> For every child, I dock you your whole salary plus sixpence, which is twice your salary, last I checked. (laughs) I'm so good to you, Mexicans. Música, danza! (laughs) I'm a
1: palomino, you ding-dong! And the only family I ever had changed its name to LePage years ago.
0: Well now, they must be related to my favorite governor in the Northeast. That man has a mind like a steel lobster trap. You know, he just instinctively knew how to remove murals of communist riveters from the state buildings. Born mean! He couldn't do the Lord's business otherwise,
1: (laughs) (sighs) Nobody's talking about my family, Mr. Stooge! I need a hoof manicure, and my guy's only open on freaking Christmas! He's a Mrs. Claus impersonator! If you ever heard of such a thing. He files down hooves while waiting on the Santa impersonator, to get the manacles back on his elf slaves. It's all part of their post-season incarceration.
0: Hell, Ned, we have files all over this office, mostly on people who owe us money, or people who owe people who owe us money. Just bought up a warehouse of IOUs. <laughs> Gonna send them to one of our Wall Street firms and turn them into they owe mes
1: <laughs> Not that kind of file. Jesus, just give me the goddamn day off, will ya?
0: Oh, all right then, Ned, I'll make a deal with you. You forfeit your salary for another seven weeks, and you can take tomorrow off. So long as you pay me double for your chair rental that day. (laughs) And you have to train tomorrow's substitute horse to wield a coal scuttle, deal? Deal, you're getting soft, Mr. Stool. What, are you thinking of
1: running for governor of Massachusetts again?
0: Gosh, no, they already have a smarmy Republican. Saw him in my oatmeal this morning. (laughs) It was my pleasure to pour syrup on his lumps.
1: Better go easy then. Old man Bane would roll over in his grave if he heard this.
0: (laughs) No worries, Ned. You know what they say in the counting house. I'll be gone, you'll be gone. (laughs) Besides, I got a feeling I'll be hearing from my old friend Rince-Bribus any day now. You know, I used to drive a Bribus until I found it was a godless hybrid. I had one of my drivers flush the hippies out of it. It's a respectable diesel bus now. What? Are you kidding, Willard? I never kid about anything, Ned. Just ask my kids. You can start with brag and make your way down to Tate. Anyhow, the chairman of the Republican Party, Wince Priestess, is about to call me on the blower. They're going to need somebody to step into the breach next year, and I'm their man. (laughs) That's why I showed you a little compassion just now. Old Wince also wants me to be meaner to Mexican hombres. To that I say, ole! I'm
3: back. And so, Wilbenizah's
0: stooge locked up the county house and made his way down through the streets of old London town, taking wrong turns and stepping in front of carriages, mostly because they drive on the wrong side of the road. And is that his fault? Heck no! He doesn't know one end of London from the other, and neither end looks anything like Utah except for the foggier parts where you can't see anything. For all anybody knows, those parts might actually look like Utah. Anyhow, he rode the car elevator up to the penthouse apartment he stole from old man Bane's rightful heirs, fired his new housekeeper, fifth one this week, then sat in front of his 350-inch diagonal flat-screen fireplace, warming his hands on the theater sound system, as he spooned up some beluga caviar and washed it down with a good swallow of Moet and shone down Dom Perignon Wet gold. I think that's some kind of whiskey.
3: He heard his study door swing open with a bang! In the dim light of the opulent hallway, Wilbenezer could see the outline of a figure. It was the unmistakable
0: shape of his long departed mentor, Old Man Bane. Wilbenezer! Gosh, all this cheap wine must be going straight to my melon. I'm seeing dead board members. (laughs) Well, maybe now I can finagle a way to use their proxies will bunnies a stooge. That has to be an angel talking to me. This pretty much happens every time I eat an underdone potato or a curd of unpasteurized monkey cheese. will bunnies a stooge. I do hear a dead business associate. <laughs> hey, who the heck are you, big fella? Ask me who I was. Gotcha. <laughs> This is one of those parlor games like No-Risk or Hostile Takeover Parcheesi. Okay, I'm game. Who was you? I mean, (laughs) who were you?
1: (laughs) I am your mentor, Bill
0: Copbane. Holy cats. You do look like old Bilbo Bane. Now that you have that plastic hood off, it's a little late for a board meeting. Hey, but wait a minute. We cast you out years ago. And yet, here you are. You really let yourself go after you died? (laughs) I remember now. I thought we posthumously baptized your carcass. (laughs) I wonder whose carcass that was then. (laughs) I'm thinking it may have been some other pirate. There's been a few around the office lately.
1: Yes, the restless spirit of my fortune has long since departed from the limited liability corporation that bears my name. It was condemned to roam the earth in search of a new home, a new hose through which it can satisfy its rapacious ambitions.
0: You know, I understood some of that. But Bilbo, did your fortune ever find a tax shelter? Were there no prisons to invest in? No workhouses?
1: Yes... But in a moment of weakness, I send some of my fortune to the Boys and Girls Club of Boston. Now that money will never again be free to pillage and burn. Now it is condemned to fund after-school programs and camp counselors. Eternal torment! Oh!
0: Gosh, that's awful, Bilbo. But hey, what's that got to do
2: with me?
1: Will Vanessa, you too, have had such a moment of fatal weakness? Your clock, Ned Crapshit, trotted away this very night with so slight a penalty for his truancy that he may well survive the winter, thereby failing to decrease the
0: surplus population. Augustine the Blankety Head. You saw me do that, huh? (laughs) You have but one
1: chance to redeem yourself, Wilbur Neezer Stooge!
0: Oh well. Okay, another 1% of gross profits handed over to my church. I mean, on top of the mandatory 10%. Would that take care of it? I can just think of their good works now, defeating godless amendments in other states and spreading the good word to some French resort town during wartime.
1: This very night, you... Will be visited by three spirits.
0: Well, now Bilbo, you know I don't drink, <laughs> especially on this most holy of the high holy days. Heck, I can't even sniff those spirits of yours without losing the lease on my Mormon underwear. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Luckily, we own the company that repossesses that stuff. My butt is sure to be triply locked up and sacred by the time we leave here today.
1: <laughs> Ghostly spirits, you don't. Expect the first spirit when the clock strikes one!
0: Um, righty Bilbo! <laughs> hey, tell the kids I said hi. Wait, he's gone! And I fired my housekeeper. Well, I expect to will let himself out. No matter. Night-night, big pile of money! Sleep tight, slightly smaller pile of money. Don't let the capital gains tax bite! <laughs> Where's Rodrigo with my breakfast tray? Hmm, maybe I did some downsizing in my sleep. But if that's the case, where's New Rodrigo with
2: that tray? Um, you Benicia?
0: Oh, hello there! You must be New Rodrigo. What stable are you out of? I'm guessing the Philippines. Be sure to remind me to dock you 50 shillings for starting work on a holiday. Hey, you're kind of old for a serving boy, but no matter. You may serve me now. Chop-chop!
2: I am the toast of Christmas past. (laughs) You've never seen the like of me before. That is, unless you were alive in the 1980s. I myself was barely alive in my 80s.
0: (laughs) Sounds lovely. A little toast from my Christmas repast. Since you're serving me, you must know my favorite. I like my toast a nice Pantone 1805. If it gets a little 1807-ish, toss it out and start again!
2: Come with me to the window, Wilbenezer, we'll and we will see the shadows of what was. <laughs> Go to the window! <laughs>
0: okay, Uncle Ronnie, I'm game. What do we do? Puff the air out of our lungs and kick off? Saw them do that on another show once. <laughs> I tried to corner the market on Cosmonium after that, but it doesn't exist yet. Hey, which reminds me, can we stop off at 1997?
2: Well, Mr. Stools, you just stand in front of the window and wait for the transition music.
0: was a weird transition. Hey, where are we now, Uncle Ronnie?
2: Well, it looks like we're in Southern California.
0: No, wait a minute. Those trees, they're all the right size. This must be Cranbrook Boarding School in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. I was a boy here. <laughs> Not that I was anything other than a boy anywhere else, you understand? Gosh, no.
2: <laughs> Is that you over there, Wilbanesia, standing next to the blackboard?
0: No, Mr. President, you're pointing at a coat That's me over in the cloakroom, going through all the other boys' pockets. (laughs) Those were my first involuntary investors. I would have made the switch to bilking widows and orphans sooner, but no one would ever show me where their cloakroom was. I think it may have been off the quad. Rodrigo? See, headmaster? Bring down Master Stooges' trunk. Not the little
4: one, the steamer trunk, the one with all his stock certificates and other valuables.
0: See, headmaster, right away? Hold it right there, Rodrigo! You can take the little one, too. That's the one that I used to carry my bullion around. I borrowed it from Pop. I plan to pull myself up from my own bootstraps with it. Oh, see, Master Stooge? Oh, oh, oh! This is very heavy,
5: sir. Oh!
0: It ain't heavy, Rodrigo. It's my bullion. <laughs> I love that little joke. I like to sprinkle my humor with references to hit songs of the day. Next up, a little Mac the Knife.
2: See, master stooge. Oh, oh. Wait, wait, Rodrigo.
0: Maybe you're right. That does seem a little heavy. See, sir, it is. Why don't you take two trips? That way you can get the rest of my luggage on the second go-round. What the heck, you can carry me up as well. These legs aren't made for walking. <laughs> there I go again.
2: <laughs> you let him off easy, Wilberneser. He probably has a Cadillac parked out back. The same one that he uses to drive to the welfare office. eh
0: <laughs> I suppose they did. Dear old Rodrigo. He never could carry twice his weight. Not even now. Haven't put new Rodrigo through his trials yet. I've got high hopes for him. Might take him out to the track and try to jump him this year.
2: Well, here you are at Stanford, Mr. Tree Stand.
0: My word, yes. That's me over there holding the protest sign.
2: You were protesting against the Vietnam War?
0: Almost right, sir. I was protesting against people protesting against the war. It ticked me off that these sloppy kids didn't believe in the righteousness of our cause, and I really wanted to do my part, especially, um, since circumstances would keep me from joining the fight. (laughs) (laughs) C'est I was busy fighting the bigger fight and trying to smuggle God into France. The 60s were a time of agonizing reappraisal, Mr. President. That and multiple draft deferments. Actually, later that same day, I dressed up like a policeman and confiscated some of their hippie beads. Turns out they weren't worth anything on the open market. I ended up dressing up like a dude, and I used them to buy mineral rights from indigenous peoples. You know, they made me an honorary member of their tribe. Either that, or they were shooting at me. (laughs) I like to believe the former. Anyhow, you can see their smiling faces pulling 12-hour shifts in one of our columbium Venom factories.
2: Yes, well, very commendable. This was obviously a total waste of time. Let's move along, shall we? Do you recognize this place, Mr. Soupbone? Because I certainly don't.
0: Indeed I do, Mr. President. It's Nixon's White House. My father was Secretary of Housing and Urban Development here. There's the old man Nixon himself.
3: Does everyone have some punch? Let me make myself crystal clear. Everyone should have a glass of punch. It's the only way we can all operate on the same mental level.
0: We certainly do, Mr. President. Except I'm drinking moonshine whiskey from the jug I always keep handy. And I can always remember where it is because I keep it next to my other jug. I don't want any punch, sir. I believe it has some alcohol in it, so I'm afraid everyone gets a punch. That's an order. It'll put hair on your chest, young man. And any son of George Romney would
3: be in sore need of that. Am I right?
0: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> What's that again?
3: I can't hear you, young man. You're too far away from the table lamp. Speak directly into the lampshade so that I can hear better. Someday posterity will get to hear you kissing my posterior. You're a Harvard man, aren't you? That makes it even more important.
0: Um, yes sir. That's better... You're coming through loud and clear. If you talk to your dad about his plans for the next election, be sure you do it close to that lamp. Now everybody dance, drink, drink more. We need to get loose
3: in this office. I can feel an embarrassing tirade coming on. For Christ's sake,
0: come on. Hehe, <laughs> that Nixon. He sure knew how to throw a party and a presidency.
2: <laughs> Never mind that now, Mister. Two said. See yourself in love.
0: Oh, well, you'll be mine. Forever and ever. Right, right. That was my first big, beautiful pile of money. Those crisp hundred-dollar bills. I can never resist them. I youth.
2: And yet, you didn't marry that pile of money, Mr. Screws. You married your wife, Fan. Um,
0: that's Anne, Mr. President. (laughs) Not to suggest that you're anything but infallible, sir. (laughs) Actually, I meant to marry the big pile of cash, and was just standing behind it when the Mormon bishop performed the joining ceremony. I was a little cheesed off, I must admit, but when I saw how good she was at doodah dancing, I was sold. Thought I'd rope in a whole stable of wives after that, just like my pioneer forebears, but I never got around to it. No time for multiple wives or multiple bears. Always busy.
2: Before long, your union was blessed with issue.
0: Ah, yes, Tag, Tug, Jared, Heath, Nick, and little Eugene, though Anne and I wrote him out after the first few episodes. Too much of an egghead. Hey, he went to Berkeley. Maybe your National Guard guessed him for us. Thank you, sir. I salute you.
2: And who's that little bundle of joy?
0: Well, bless my soul. It's our champion dressage servant, little Buddy Hackett.
2: Oh, yes. I remember giving him an Academy Award for The Man in the Iron Pants. It was a musical comedy.
0: <laughs>
1: in this stupid farce, my name is Ned Crapshit. you idiots.
0: Gosh, sorry, Ned. hey <laughs> Hey, I thought these were shadows of things that were. Hey, I think I've got a shadow of horse manure on my new loafers.
2: And I just realized that mommy forgot to pack a baked potato in my knapsack. Oh, I meant to say, pillow, I'm getting very sleepy now.
1: For God's sake, Willard, this freaking play is dragging its ass all the way to the new year. Can you push the kipper along a bit? Let's get to the Christmas present part, at least before we have to go
0: to a commercial. Hey, that makes sense. And I love the part with the Christmas presents. (laughs) Okay, Mr. President, you've done your duty once again and shown me the error of my ways. Time to head back to the ranch.
2: Well, okay, it's about time for my 2 a.m. dream of hanging from the hands of a 20-story high bell clock with Harold Lloyd. You can expect the ghost of Christmas present when the clock strikes, um... Um, when the clock strikes... When the big hand is on the 12 and the, um... Oh, oh yes. Uh, I've got one more bit. See these two ghostly children beneath my robes? The boy over here represents sausage and eggs. Er, I mean, opportunism. The girl on his right is Bonzo. Or maybe that's bigotry. I can't remember. You may need to hire them both. They can run your campaign. I thought I had a few other kids down there, like Mickey Rooney and Bill Casey. I just don't know where they got to. They
0: both looked delightfully around and smiled like Ted Cruz. Never mind that. <laughs> Consider them hired.
1: Somebody just ring the bell for crying out loud. You, producer's nephew guy, ring it a couple of times and let's get this dumbass adaptation moving. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs>
0: Oh boy, what a crazy dream, Ned. You were in it, and you were in it, and...
1: Ah, shut up, Dorothy. Somebody's laughing down in your drawing room. Aren't you going to see who it is?
0: New Rodrigo's probably going to go down there right now to retrieve his calling card. That is, if I haven't sleep-fired him yet. Come on, Wilbeniza. Get your ass down here. I don't have all friggin' night. Gosh, that ghost voice sounds familiar. Is he being played by Charlie Weaver?
1: This isn't Hollywood Squares, Willard, it's a Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, and if you're cast in a Dickensian character, how could you hope for better than Donald Trump?
0: But Donald, <laughs> that makes this whole segment a lot easier. We're practically family. My money knows his money. Hello, Mr. Trump.
3: Yeah, hi, Willard,
0: you loser. You blew the election. You should have won, but you blew it. Loser. Great to see you too, Donald. What crazy home movies do you have for me to watch?
3: Hey, I'm not your monkey. Just look at the Jumbotron behind me, loser. Roll the video! Roll your you're fired!
1: Hi, lads! It's back into the ground with ya!
0: How are you kidding? It's Christmas freaking day, boss! Yeah, there's no chance of are going down the to mine today. No chance of it at all. I've got orders from Mr. Stooge himself. he and pen back. Hey, that sounds like Mr. Welsh, my chief mining engineer, preparing the boys to go down into the lower Bear Branch coal mine. I had Bane purchase a majority stake in that little operation not more than a month ago. Just call me Net King Coal. <laughs> Chances are. Yeah, I told Don Blankenship he should go through with a deal. That hole is worthless. Everybody knows it. Anyway, here comes the part where you totally screw this up, Wilbenezer. I mean, you completely have your ass handed to you by these losers. Watch. Pipe down your pillock. I think I hear somebody's coming down the shaft. Aye, sounds like himself it does.
6: Ach, that's a new one. Never seen the likes of
1: him go down the glory hole. Okay, now, lads, stand at attention until the bucket arrives.
0: Greetings, troglodytes! Hi, good, good morning, morning, Mr. Stooge. No need to stop working, lads. I'll just talk while you chisel. I have a little Christmas surprise for you boys. You mean we can have our quarterly water rations a month early? <laughs> nice try, O'Reilly. You're talking about nature's champagne. You know the rules. No pretend champagne until New Year's. No, boys, I'm here to tell you that the IRA and the Unionists have both phoned bomb threats against the mine. As a safety measure, Rodrigo here has a box of paper pith helmets for you to wear while you chip the coal out of the living rock. I purchased these for a song. Literally. It was by Britt Beckerack. Not one of his hits. Don't worry. Ha, that was very generous of you, sir. Isn't it, lads?
1: Lads? Isn't it? Ah, the troubles. Always puts the lads out of humor, it does. Sir, best to raise their spirits with a little tune.
4: I heard it way back in the stony wood Diddly I, I thought I heard his horn a-playing The same dear tune McBridey played They barry found the handkersey I threw him on his back when Christmas morn. Fiddly by fare well they to my own Fiddly by fairly well to one of theirs The same dear thing McBridey said Poor-hearted with his head, and he wound up on his back with Christmas cards. He McBride, McBride, you live in a holy Christian world, but still you blow your brother away. McBridey, McBridey, the McBride, you live in a holy Christian world, died another link in a chain. Christian world is high for high Hit they high, we get another try It's the same, that thing McBridey sang They caught up with the plan The throw of on his back with Christmas fun McBridey, McBridey, you live in a holy Christian world so Still you pull your brother away McGyder, you live in all the holy Christian world, but stuck in the prim of your brain. McGyder, McGyder, you live in the holy Christian world, but still you throw your brother away. Friday, 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 you
3: Jesus Willard, are you still here? I got better things to do, you know, believe me. Okay, we're going to the horse barn where your clock lives with his loser kids. Roll video.
1: Hold your horses! I've got to get on my mark. Okay, let it rip. Gosh, Papa, look at the pudding singing in the kettle. You're an idiot, tiny dick. That's no friggin' kettle. That's the can, and it's overflowing again. Any horse worth its corn can make the pudding sing, so to speak. Oh, I thought I was a little off this year. What's on the menu this Christmas, Papa Mad? Same as last year, we're gonna carve up another lima bean. Nice and thin, so you can see through it. Then we'll toast our good health with a hefty pint of London air. Mean it, sir. I always go a little overboard for the holidays. Probably should resist the urge to splurge like this. I mean, using a whole lima bean. A whole
3: lima bean? Mister Stooge has been very kind and generous this year. True CEO material. Hey, I've got an idea, Papa Ned. Why don't we convince our gullible cockney neighbors that some dark people from another neighborhood that cook smelly foods have insulted their god or perhaps their favorite sports team? And then when they take matters into their own hands, we can ransack their humble dwellings and take their lima beans and maybe even some some cutlets. When we come back, we can tell them that we saw some of those same dark people with some funny headgear breaking into their place. Hey, they might even start to pay us for this kind of work. It'll be like having a tunnel to the bank. Listen, tiny dick. Christmas is no time for your
1: neocon shenanigans. There's no freaking way we're turning this place into some military consultant firm where coward asses fill each stuffed office chair. You'll have to find your own troll cave. Now eat your lima bean
3: filament and shut up. I can't eat this. I thought you were just kidding. Oh, break out in hives. I'm allergic to poverty and to legumes. Don't we even have any government cheese in the pantry? That's not your cheese. And we don't even have a pantry.
1: This is Dickens, England, remember? A veritable libertarian utopia. Starving people all over. No assistance to anyone. No health and safety regulations. No environmental regulations. All kinds of child labor. Sweatshops on every corner. We get to walk over
0: bodies in the street every day. It's great. (laughs) You know, I'm kind of ashamed to say it. But I wish I could give that tiny fat kid some nacho cheese right now. Or at least, just the right amount to keep him alive long enough to get some war ideas out of him. Hey, perhaps it wouldn't even take much. He sounds bright. Hey, you know, credit to where credit is due. You're a loser. screw job, Romney, whatever. Your name is on this low-rated show, which, by the way, just had a huge boost in its ratings because I'm on it. Anyhow... You've managed to say the exact right thing in this here circumstance, you know? And you said it, and I heard it, you know? You were gonna take on the neocon kid and bomb the living shit out of somebody, someplace, that hates us for our freedom to buy them. That took some class. And let me be the first one to admit that I am surprised? I guess you passed this little test with freaking colors, and you don't have to be fired. Not yet, anyhow.
1: You've gotta be kidding Where's the moral here? All these stupid spirits are making this guy worse. They're giving him positive reinforcement for his bald
0: greed. Eh, My chief assistant tells me that my time is almost done. Finally. Still, one last thing. You see these two losers clinging to my assistant's trouser legs? You bet. Cute little critters. One looks like little Teddy Cruz again. And that other one looks like a little mini Curly Fiorina. Like, she just came out of my favorite music box.
1: Not the two kids, but again. Didn't we just do that?
0: Yeah, yeah, shut up a minute, horse face. Okay, Willard. It it says here that the boy is grievance, and the girl is, I don't know. Hey, Flunky, what's this say? Incompetence? What? Incompetence? Really? Really? Okay, the girl is incompetence. Beware them both, it says here. Especially beware this boy. Now I gotta go. Where are you going, Mr. T? Back to the A team? Are there no casinos? Are there no penthouses?
1: What? What the hell does that mean? It doesn't even make any freaking sense.
0: It was a rhetorical question. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they say that every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That must mean that God is unleashing three right at this very minute. What a latter-day windfall! According to the Law of Averages, one of them has to be Maroney! This is going to be good. I'll be sweeping up revelations like dividends! And on Christmas Day, besides! Even his prophet toady John Smith couldn't manage that!
6: This is the right room then, yes? Oh no.
0: Ah, your holiness. Your coming has been foretold. I've been waiting for this moment for my whole life. Let me tell you though, I've had a few false alarms. (laughs) I mistook a Moroni brand vacuum cleaner for the coming of Moroni once. (laughs) It had sucked up some noodles and was making an unearthly wail. I only managed to get a few revelations out of it (laughs) and a few commandments written in noodles. Hey, I always suspected that angels wore turtlenecks. Seems like you'd be able to hide a few spare halos in there.
6: I really have no idea what you're talking about. I was just coming here to film some new segments that we planned to tack on to the old Cosmos series. You're that Romney guy, aren't you? Romney the Lesser. Seems like we've met before. Until now, I've successfully managed to block it from my mind.
0: Oh, Maroney, you're so funny. <laughs> just like the other prophets said. They can hardly finish their good works around you, always cutting up. Hey, did you ever notice that the word prophet sounds like the word prophet? (laughs) Do you mind if I jot that down as the very first in a string of revelations that you are to bestow upon me this very eve?
6: You can do whatever you like. The realm of religion is a factless void, a chasm of illogical myths perpetrated by superstitious ignoramuses. Ironically, in all the cosmos, It's the apocalyptic landscape created by catastrophically reckless fools like yourself that most resembles hell.
0: Slow down, Your Holiness. I don't have a note-taker handy. This is great stuff. What did you say about the ignoramuses? Those are some kind of biblical beasts of the desert, right? Kind of like the legendary Electrolux? How many did God see fit to loose upon the land?
6: Oh no. Not another one of these scripts. I was afraid of this but it looks like we have to keep the lights on at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory somehow. (sighs) I am the ghost of Christmas yet to come. (laughs) I seem to recall that Dickens had a quieter notion of this character, but the writers of this production apparently had a better idea. Great. Come with me, Wilbenezer stooge.
0: Sure thing, your moroniness. I imagine we're on our way to Pennsylvania Avenue, which just has to be in Pennsylvania. Hey, can we stop by and see the Amish? I'd like to show you off a bit and show them the error of their ways. (laughs) Might be able to sell them some automobiles and some fancy driving goggles before we go.
6: Uh, President Stute, Vice President Carson just tried to stab the Mexican ambassador. He says he's even more religious now, sir. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, down in Mexico! <laughs> no doubt I was just letting off some sin steam before making a hard right back into the Lord's arms! Besides, Mexican nationals are protected from all kinds of hurt by their faith, and by those big sombrero hats! Hey, where's that chief headwear advisor chief guy? I think I want to pick up a Mexican hat company. We can outsource the jobs to Singapore. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not supposed to be in the driver's seat of Bain while I serve as president of the country, right? At least until we get that law changed, <laughs>
1: Really? This is the best our producers could do? This isn't even the Oval Office set. It's the stupid bridge of the Free Enterprise set again. Couldn't we just do this thing out in the hallway? Oh, it doesn't matter.
5: Do-do-do-do-do-do-do do 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 Looks like I got me a song to sing let the bells ring. You know, when you hear one, an angel gets his wings dangling. I sit out this election with mixed feelings. All my CEO experience and true dealings. The party sure to call when they need me to take the wheel. Oh,
1: country's on the verge of a nuclear war with Russia, and you're blabbering on about some sombrero hats!
6: Wait a minute Ned, and President Stooge, we have a diplomatic solution at hand. All we have to do is send a different birthday card to Putin Jr., and this time don't write crappy worst day communist thug on it.
0: You know, I just can't take my mind off those sombrero hats. And what better piece of headgear to wear for a duck and cover drill? Hey, where's my double dealing secretary? Do I own that Mexican hat company yet? Hey, I think they do annoying ringtones too.
1: Mr. President, you're a freaking imbecile.
0: Seems to me that we never hear about the advantages of a nuclear war. Only the negative side,
2: the gloom and doom stuff.
0: There's more to it than that. There'd be real opportunities for us and for entrepreneurs on the ground floor. Think of what would happen in the real estate markets alone. Imagine getting all the deadwood out of the way. All the deeds and deed holders destroyed, liquidated. Huh. We could clean up, control the government, do things that maybe only a god could
3: do.
1: Thank you, Secretary, of going over the deep end. We already
3: are the government, by the way. I think that it's safe to agree with a Nixon android. If we wipe the slate clean, then we could sell all the same military hardware and consulting contracts all over again. Then do it again, and again. God bless us with cash, everyone.
0: Right! Time to press the big red button! And remember that every time a missile fires, an angel gives me things! (laughs) Ned, did you pack two of each kind of animal cracker in the grammar school basement?
1: The only crackers in that basement would be you losers!
6: Yes, I was afraid this was going to happen. In fact, I predicted it in my television show some 35 years ago. Not in this utterly ridiculous fashion, of course. But such a prediction would have required a gift of prophecy. And as a renowned astrophysicist, I could never have subscribed to that brand of superstitious cleptrap. Why, I would have been left out of Ithaca like the venerable Rod Serling was.
1: Ah, Jesus Sagan! Wildeneezer has learned his lesson okay! He's not the man he was! In fact, he never was the man he was! And he promises never to let me off easy again! Now shut this bogus fairy tale down!
6: I haven't heard Wilbenezer Stooge himself say anything to that effect.
0: You know, I'm going to order up a nice omelet when the nuclear war is over. The beauty is that it will be cooked right before new Rodrigo even puts it in the pan. He's in a state of ecstasy over what he's witnessed,
1: Sagan! He's speaking in tongues! Just pull the plug, will ya?
6: It'll be my pleasure to put an end to this sad pageant.
0: But <laughs> well, wait a minute! I just realized that it's Christmas morning, and I'm even richer than I was on Christmas Eve. Looks like the Mexican Hat Stacks were outperforming performing all night long. To celebrate, I should order New Rodrigo to stand on his head. But first, I'm going to start yelling out the window for some reason. Hehehe. <laughs> Hey you, boy! The one with the Italian 12-piece suit!
3: What? Me, sir? It's me, Tiny Dick. Though I prefer to go by the name Little Richard now, for obvious reasons. And this is actually only a a four-and-a-half-piece suit. My recent diet of minuscule portions of lima beans is making the pounds just fly off.
0: (laughs) Heh heh! Very interesting! See how the unrestrained free market battles obesity like crazy! I'm going to add that bit to my stump speech. Well, at least they're the secret ones I give to my donors. <laughs> the ones that aren't supposed to be recorded, you know. <laughs> what day is it? Why, according to
3: the script, it's Christmas Day.
0: I know, just testing. Do you know that old yum-decky-and-bull ferret that's been hanging in the butcher's window for way too long?
3: You mean the one that's as big as my lower torso, sir?
0: <laughs> yep, that's the one. What a delightfully chubby little man. <laughs> Go fetch it for me this instant. It turns out that new Rodrigo has some kind of undiagnosed medical condition. His celebratory headstand prompted a festive stroke of some kind. Damned inconvenient, I thought. Anyhow, do you think you can waddle over there and get that weasel jerky for me? If you do it under five seconds, you'll still be eligible for your regular rages. Just in case it's not there anymore, why don't you come back anyway? And if you don't mind, pour a rich hollandaise sauce over your back and put an apple in your mouth and sprinkle a few sprigs of parsley in your nugget. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Hey, looks like old Mr. Stooge learned his lesson. Money and power are even more important than he thought they were back at the beginning of the show, and it turned out that they're completely consistent with modern Christianity. That's a relief. Anyhow, that alien ferret jerky was consumed with relish, which is the best way to dig into that stuff. It's pretty dry, otherwise, you know. Happily, Tiny Pearl got the proper nutrition, and ended up getting the nation involved in several prolonged foreign wars, each one more profitable than the last. For Wilbenezer Stooge... He became the jolliest man and the richest man ever to become president of this jolly rich land. And he always knew how to keep Christmas. And how to keep his staff working away on that day of all days. As Tana Pearl would say, there's solid evidence that the president of Blalyakistan is developing weapons of mass destruction. No, wait a minute. That's the other thing that he says. I meant to say Merry Christmas and God bless me, everyone.
5: So grab a broom and mop. Think you'll spend the day with your family where you got another thing coming? Hey, what's the new this Christmas? You're going to toil. Head stuck in a stapling machine, don't sweat it. Thinking workman's cop, just forget it.